0: section twelve of bits about home matters by helen hunt jackson this librivox recording is in the public domain section twelve boys not allowed it was a conspicuous signboard at least four feet long with large black letters on a white ground boys not allowed i looked at it for some moments in a sort of bewildered surprise i did not quite comprehend the meaning of the words at last i understood it i was waiting in a large railway station where many trains connect and most of the passengers from the train in which i was were eating dinner in a hotel near by i was entirely alone in the car with the exception of one boy who was perhaps eleven years old i made an involuntary ejaculation as i read the words on the sign and the boy looked round at me little boy said i solemnly do you see that sign he turned his head and reading the ominous warning nodded sullenly but said nothing boy what does it mean said i boys must be allowed to come into this railway station there are two now standing in the doorway directly under the sign The latent sympathy in my tone touched his heart. He left his seat and, coming to mine, edged in past me and, putting his head out of the window, read the sentence aloud in a contemptuous tone. Then he offered me a peanut which I took and he proceeded to tell me what he thought of the sign. "'Boy's not allowed,' said he. "'That's just the way it is everywhere, but I never saw the sign up before.' it don't make any difference though whether they put the sign up or not why in new york you live in new york don't you they won't even stop the horse cars for a boy to get on nobody thinks anything will hurt a boy but they're glad enough to allow us when there's any errands to be done and-do you live in new york interrupted i for i did not wish to hear the poor little fellow's list of miseries which i knew by heart beforehand without his telling me having been hopeless knight-errant of oppressed boyhood all my life yes he lived in new york and he went to a grammar school and he had two sisters and so we talked on in that sweet ready trustful talk which comes naturally only from children's lips until the twenty minutes for refreshments were over and the choked and crammed passengers who had eaten big dinners in that breath of time came hurrying back to their seats among them came the father and mother of my little friend in angry surprise at not finding him in the seat where they left him they exclaimed now where is that boy just like him we might have lost every one of these bags here i am Mamma," he called out pleasantly i could see the bags all the time nobody came into the car i told you not to leave the seat sir what do you mean by such conduct said the father oh no papa said poor boy you only told me to take care of the bags and an anxious look of terror came into his face which told only too well under how severe a regime he lived i interposed hastily with i'm afraid i'm the cause of your little son's leaving his seat he had sat very still till i spoke to him and i believe i ought to take all the blame the parents were evidently uncultured shallow people Their irritation with him was merely a surface vexation which had no real foundation in a deep principle they became complacent and smiling at my first word and boy escaped with a look of great relief to another seat where they gave him a simple luncheon of saleratus gingerbread boy's not allowed to go in to dinner at the massasoit thought i to myself and upon that text i sat sadly meditating all the way from springfield to boston How true it was, as the little fellow had said, that it don't make any difference whether they put the sign up or not. No one can watch carefully any average household where there are boys and not see that there are a thousand little ways in which the boys' comfort, freedom, preference will be disregarded when the girls will be considered. This is partly intentional, partly unconscious something is to be said undoubtedly on the advantage of making the boy realize early and keenly that manhood is to bear and to work and womanhood is to be helped and sheltered but this should be inculcated not inflicted asked not seized shown and explained not commanded "'Nothing can be surer than the growth in a boy of tender, chivalrous regard for his sisters "'and for all women if the seeds of it be rightly sown and gently nurtured. "'But the common method is quite other than this. "'It begins too harshly and at once with assertion or assumption. "'Mother never thinks I am of any consequence,' said a dear boy to me the other day. "'She's all for the girls.' "'This was not true.' But there was truth in it and i am very sure that the selfishness the lack of real courtesy which we see so plainly and pitiably in the behaviour of the average young man today is the slow certain result of years of just such feelings as the child expressed the boy has to scramble for his rights naturally he is too busy to think much about the rights of others the man keeps up the habit and is negatively selfish without knowing it take for instance the one point of the minor courtesies if we can dare to call any courtesies minor of daily intercourse how many people are there who habitually speak to a boy of ten twelve or fourteen with the same civility as to his sister a little younger or older i like miss said this same dear boy to me one day for she always bids me good-morning. Ah, never is one such word thrown away on a loving, open-hearted boy. Men know that safe through all the wear and tear of life they keep far greener the memory of some woman or some man who was kind to them in their boyhood than of the friend who helped or cheered them yesterday. Dear, blessed, noisy, rollicking, tormenting, comforting boy, what should we do without him? how much we like without suspecting it his breezy presence in the house except for him how would errands be done chairs brought nails driven cows stoned out of our way letters carried twine and knives kept ready lost things found luncheon carried to picnics three-year-olds that cry led out of meeting butterflies and birds nests and birch bark got the horses taken round to the stable borrowed things sent home and all with no charge for time dear patient busy boy shall we not sometimes answer his questions give him a comfortable seat wait and not reprove him till after the company has gone let him wear his best jacket and buy him half as many neckties as his sister has give him some honey even if there is not enough to go round listen tolerantly to his little bragging and help him do his sums. With a sudden shrill scream, the engine slipped off on a sidetrack and the cars glided into the great grim city station, looking all the grimmer for its twinkling lights. The masses of people who were waiting and the masses of people who had come surged toward each other like two great waves and mingled in a moment. I caught sight of my poor little friend, boy, following his father, struggling along in the crowd, carrying two heavy carpet-bags, a strapped bundle and two umbrellas, and being sharply told to keep up close there. Ha! said I savagely to myself. Doing porter's work is not one of the things which boys are not allowed. End of section 12